You are listening to Level Up Your Gaming Podcast, episode 59, The Session Zero. Today we talk about the Session Zero in a game. We discuss why Session Zero is so important and what you should hope to accomplish with it. We also discuss how to use the session to source new ideas from your group and collaboratively create a game. We mentioned a user, Chris, in the episode who was included in an email that he sent to us. Uh, he also included a Session Zero tool called Demecula which is a tarot card-based tool for creating character profiles and motivations. The link will be in the description, so please check it out. If you'd like to participate in the discussion or leave us feedback, you can contact us at levelupyourgamingpodcast at gmail.com or find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash levelupyourgaming. If you like the content and want to hear more of the show, subscribe and we'll ensure you don't miss an episode. New episodes come out almost every Wednesday. Also, please review, tell a friend about the podcast, or share with your gaming group. Now sit back and enjoy the episode. Welcome to Level Up Your Gaming Podcast. My name is Aaron, and sitting across from me, there will be no players with big knives at his table. Jared. Oh, God. No. <laughs> no. So for our audience uh, who weren't there for that moment, we have Brian, who's my, my friend, brother. You know, whole nine yards. Been friends for years. Swear every time like he asks for equipment, he just goes, "I want a really big knife." I'm like, oh my God. he's been doing that since like you know, 16. Well, you are asking for character concept. I was, and his character concept was around a big knife, and, and he hadn't thought of a good game. I mean, we had, this is actually a good way to to destroy a GM's game. You were planning a game, and then you were like, you know what? What what do you what do you think about playing, Brian? You're like. I haven't really thought much about it, but I want a big knife. I want a big and, knife. <laughs> and it's right at that moment that you're like, nope, we're not doing this game. It's done. Yeah. <laughs> so that, it, that was a, a session zero that killed something before it even began. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So how are you doing? I woke up on the wrong side of the bed. I know you did, yeah. You I did. am so grumpy. If you could see him right now, he's <laughs> just, he is. I'm the grumpiest grump who've ever grumped. I'm making him do do work here that, that he's not... <laughs> just not <laughs> mentally prepared to do. <laughs> like it's it's bad. It's bad. The level of grump is just all over my face. I know it is. Hopefully, as we ease into the, uh, yeah. the episode here, you'll you'll yeah. you'll break out of your and shell a little bit and maybe it's won't be nothing, as grumpy. Nothing I also happened. did tell you to get two cups of coffee. You did. I'm on my I'm on number one. You're on number one. I think I think it'll help you. I think it will too. Um, I'm on number one. Like I said, like nothing happened that made me upset. I'm just grumpy. Like, huh. like I'm, I'm sure our, many of our listeners have woken up on the wrong side of the bed and just been grumpy all day. But today is that day for me. Aaron's going to be like, it's sun shining outside. I'd be like, it's cold. I mean, it'll be interesting to see how you perform in game later on today. I'm just going to kill all your NPCs. I'm just going to blow them away. Just going to start neck breaking everyone. Everyone. <laughs> just, there will be no survivors. Okay. I'm just putting it out there. So, yeah. So, we're going to avoid how I've been doing that. What are you doing? Um, I'm actually doing pretty good. Um, again, you're you're probably listening to these in the future here. Uh, we're recording them because I am about to go over. Uh, actually, I'm going to leave on Wednesday of this week coming up yep. to go to my brother's wedding. So uh, I'll, I'll be sure to inform everyone how that is uh, probably in uh, in March at this point. And uh, I'll let you know how the wedding went uh, when we get there. Yeah, I'm sure it's going to be great. 
I'll actually be coming back from a trip, so I'll have lots of stories. Hopefully, I mean, if I don't have any stories, that'd be kind of a disappointing trip. I mean, you're gonna be gone for like a month. I know. You better come back with some stories. Yes. You know, crazy wedding stories. Crazy wedding stories. That's uh, well, one can only hope. We'll we'll see what what we end up getting out of it. But uh, yeah, no, I'm not grumpy. So uh, yeah, you're not. Grumpy. I'll try. I'll try to carry us today. I'll I'll do the heavy. No, 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 no. <laughs> I'm, I'm good to participate. I'm just. <laughs> fighting with your cat <laughs> I am I'm bullying my cat poking her randomly while she's trying to sleep I'm trying to pick a fight she won't pick a fight with me she's too tired <laughs> but anyways um, the topic as you may have guessed or as you might have uh, alluded to there uh, we are going to talk about the session zero um, and we're talking about the session zero because uh, one, we're trying to kind of rehash the gathering episode in a little bit, yep. so we're kind of paying that that back. We did talk about doing that again. Um, and two, I just feel like there's just a lot of meat on those bones with the session zero. It's just such an important thing to do. And I know we talked about it in the gathering episode, but I really feel like as you mature into gaming... Question. Yeah. Is this a rerun, technically? It's not a rerun, because we're just going to be mostly talking about the session zero. Okay. I'm just making sure... Oh, uh, sorry. And one more thing before we get into it, actually, um, we did get an email uh, from one of our listeners, Chris, uh, about our uh, our cheating topic. And I knew that the topic was going to be. Oh, it's totally going to be controversial. Um, and so, yeah, again, the, the 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 short of it is, if it doesn't work for you, just don't do it. <laughs> don't do it. Uh, um, <laughs> you know, uh, we appreciate the email, and, and 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 if any of our ideas don't work out for people, you know, don't don't do them. Not every table's the same. Uh, not every person's the same. That's the beauty of humanity. They, they're they're tools for your toolbox. Is really the point of the yeah. the the the, um, the podcast is you know try things, see if it fits in the toolbox. If it doesn't, you know, leave it on the. I don't like bandsaws. Yeah, like if you don't like a bandsaw, you know, you don't you don't need everything. Do you need a melon baller? Yes. No. Yes. No. Yes. No. Okay, so this is exactly the point. <laughs> <laughs> it's crucial how else are you gonna ball melons do you need a cheese knife no okay see so i agree with you we we don't need a cheese knife. no we don't need a cheese knife i have a sharp knife i have many sharp knives <laughs> but anyways that's kind of kind of the point of it um it was a very well i mean i, I think that you chris you did a really good job of explaining your point um and uh the the long and the short of it was that you know what we are kind of advising or we're suggesting kind of does skirt against the rules. Um, totally. I mean, it does. It, rules it, are meant cheating. to be broken though. Um, and what, what Chris had actually done in his, his other game was more of kind of uh, skillfully guiding your players and manipulating your players into situations, um, which is a skill that all GM should possess because yeah. it's, it's a very useful skill. Um, so, Either way, on to session. Zero. I, I just want to say thanks for the email, Chris. And, yes, thank uh, you. Uh, anyways, um, but we're going to go back on to session zero. It's not a rerun, Jared. Okay, I'm just making sure. It's not a rerun. It's not a rerun. Because for it to be a rerun, we'd actually need the old material, wouldn't we? You would need the old material. We would actually just put. Oh, wait, for it to be a rerun, I guess technically we would need it to just. We would. We, so basically, <laughs> I'm just messing with you. <laughs> 
<laughs> like okay. you're like super serious about this. I'm like, it's, I'm, it's, it's, it's I've not, had up to here with you today, Jared. Hey, I'm the grumpy one. Okay, <laughs> back off. <laughs> All right. I'm the one who's murder. <laughs> but I'm uh, trying to bring a little laughter and you're the one who gets all grumpy. <laughs> okay. We're both, now we're both grumpy. We're both gonna be very sensitive to each other right now. <laughs> we're gonna be we're gonna be sensitive to each other's needs. But so. uh what the the reason again why why we're we're gonna talk about this is because just as in the gathering, this is the most important part. You're trying to set up a a gathering for your players that is plausible. And the best way, and the way that I think that we found the most success in that is the session. The session zero, you know, it's, it's so to kind of go over what is a session zero, a session zero is getting together as a group of friends, as a group of friends. Oh my God. Like what is wrong? I'm, <laughs> I'm going to give you a scientific breakdown of, of what a zero is, but you're coming together not, to game that particular night. You are setting up the game. Now, some people might be like, eh, but like we get together to game. Yeah, we all get together to the game, but to make a really great game, to level up your gaming, you know, we're, we're highly recommending the session zero, which is essentially getting together, discussing what game is going to be played, possible plots, you know, and when I say plots, I mean like, I, I should say more genres, you yeah, know. genres, topics that you might be dealing with in the game, themes you might try to yeah. hit in the game. Um, again, this is trying to see what are the boundaries of the table. Um, you know, also it's also kind of sourcing out like if you just did a long game or you just came from something that you're yeah. doing a lot of. Uh, you know, there is such a thing as too much cowbell. So <laughs> more cowbell. <laughs> yeah. So I mean that that is with the session zero. It is useful to do that where you can say like hey listen we just went through this really serious game we want to change the tone here like we want to do something really fun you know can we just do like physical characters you know you know try you're trying to source your players to see what they kind of want to do as a game concept yes and 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 it's so pivotal to do that because and and take it from my years of experience um for many years what i would do essentially was like, I come up with an idea. I'm like, I think that's a great idea. I'd say, okay, guys, tonight, make characters for a vampire game and give them no direction on how they should make their characters, what theme their character should make, nothing like that. And and typically the results, I mean, sometimes the results came out well, but I was leaving a lot up to chance. We did so many nights where it was like, make your character, you have about, Oh, for me, it takes me about a goddamn hour to make a character. <laughs> an hour? That's generous. <laughs> I'm sorry, we're being sensitive. I mean, yes, an hour. It only no, takes you can, you can be days. honest. Sometimes it takes me two, three. Day. Because <laughs> <laughs> I put a lot of thought in my character. You do. And, and, and now that I'm older, I appreciate it. Instead of me being like, Aaron, make the character so we can start put the game. dots on, on the paper. paper. <laughs> Oh my God. It was in, it's just, you know, it's GM centric at that point. Um, I'm not gonna, uh, you know, like I'm just gonna, I'm, I'm going to talk and people are probably going to disagree with this. Um, it, it's, it's almost selfish to, to a way like I've come up with this great plot and it's not selfish. Okay. That's too harsh. 
Um, that's that's the grump grump talking. Um, I am a grump grump. Um, what it is is it's not inviting the players of said game to provide their input on what they would like to do. It's, you know, like, and now as I reflect on it as an older adult, you know, think of it this way. I'm telling everyone to come over. We're going to play a game. And I'm like, we're playing basketball. And my friends are like, uh, we, we were thinking more like a puzzle. It's raining outside. Like, we're not really. No, we're playing basketball. Like dunk all over you. I'm gonna dunk all over you, bitches. <laughs> you know, like it. It, it was. It, it's inviting friends over for game night and providing only one board game and saying, "Well, this is what we're fucking playing." You know. Um. You know, what if somebody at the table's like, "Well, I I really don't want to do a five thousand piece puzzle like for game night. I want to do shoots and ladders. I don't know." But you can see it. Do, it doesn't offer your players any any buy-in, any, any sort of, um, you know, uh, capability to say what they would like to do. They're already disinvested into the game and you've, you've thought of a, a topic, you've thought of a theme, you've thought of all this great stuff. And now you just want your players to effectively create characters that are going to shoehorn into that. Yeah. And, and I mean, the thing is, is, now, even if you do come up with that game idea and you're like, well, my, my, my players really don't, you know, come up with game ideas. That's fine. Um, you know, but come to the table with, I don't want to say a variety, but with ideas and let them incorporate their ideas. You know what I mean? It's, it's, it's not, it's not saying here's the box set. You guys are going to play this box set. You know, it's, it's, it's letting them now granted there are modules and you're kind of coming in with a pitch. You're like, yes, you're like, this is the board meeting of your group here. You come come in with the pitch and you go, listen, guys, I have this idea for a game. This is the tone. This is kind of the setting. Um, you know, what do you guys think? And then they might say, ask you some questions like, well, are we restricting anything in this game? Um, can I play whatever I want? I can't play a wear shark. I'm not playing. Yes. Okay. You know, and then... you might you might go well. Well, what if I let you play a uh, a were human um, that is similar to the were? Sh- <laughs> That's not similar at all. At least play a were salmon. That's fresh water. <laughs> were salmon would be awesome and delicious. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll... I would murk that character just to eat him. <laughs> Could you imagine all that salmon? Full, full crino salmon. Smoke it. You have have great locks for bagels. Oh God, it'd be amazing. Also, it'd be it'd be very dangerous if you had a werebear in the party. I mean, well, that salmon starts swimming upstream. (sighs) Be a massacre. Just blood everywhere in the stream. But back to the uh, the the topic. The 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 thing is, is it is slightly a pitch, and there is the possibility where your players are going to look at you and be like. No. Now, what you can do is, let's say you come up with a game and say that only humans can play in the game. Like that's your 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 pitch, your your pitch to it. Your players are like, but I want to play a gnome, okay? And you're like, okay, how about this? How about I give you all the traits that a gnome has, but you're a human? Meaning, you're called compromise. It's a compromise. I did this in a vampire game that we ran. 
where I gave you guys all the Bruja mm-hmm. characters. But because the, the reason why people want to choose clans other than Bruja, okay, if you're if you're wondering for for other reasons, <laughs> is because Bruja are a very specific type of vampire, and you might want to have different disciplines. You might want to play the See, character differently. If I'm allowed to to go a little off topic, that is one of the things that I could not stand about White Wolf. Because people will pick their clan, their tribe for werewolf, their based uh, on the power tradition, based on the powers. It, it has nothing to do with with the actual clan. And have you, if one were to eliminate that, for example, saying you can play whatever clan you want with whatever disciplines you want. Your clan is your, I guess, personality and and the and the family with which you were embraced, and your disciplines are simply what you manifested. Wow. Suddenly you'd have a lot of people being like, okay, well, I guess I want to play this because this is the character I want to play. And then I'll take these disciplines. Cause there's so many people that are like, I'm going to play this clan just for these disciplines. Effectively. What I did is I chose to throw out yeah. the, I, I did exactly that is that I said that effectively the clan is just the name and the group that you belong to. So it makes sense that you all work together because and if you know nothing about white wolf and we'll do some some dives into white wolf systems and stuff is that vampires being clans are very clanish okay get the hell out <laughs> they uh they they don't work well with other clans <laughs> which is the <laughs> kills me we're gonna we're gonna do that's it we're going to do a deep dive into vampire clans and i'm just gonna go off I'm, i'll be in another grumpy mood I don't know. Tell me something bad news before we start, and like I'm just gonna haul off. That might and... be might be our next episode. There we go. Just stay, just stay tuned. <laughs> you know what? Let's do that. Okay. Okay. So back to session zero. The thing about session zero that uh, one thing that I do want to kind of press upon you uh, before you start is checking your emotions at the door. Um, so I've talked a lot about my job and and what I do. Um, I come up with lots of what I think are great ideas and I get shot down a lot. And I do mean a lot. Now, granted, some of my great ideas get picked and some of my great ideas, like they're like, oh my God, this is, this is industry changing. Let's implement this at once. And, and I'm like, yay. But a lot of times I get shot down. I am not allowed to get pissed off at my boss. Well, I'm allowed to get pissed off at my boss, but I just can't show it. Okay. Same thing with GMs. You are going to think that your idea is magical, wonderful, stupendous. And you're going to get up there and all three of your friends, all five, all 29 of your players, whatever you're doing, are going to look at you and be like, no. I don't like that. I don't like that, no. No. It doesn't sound like it's going to be any fun. And you, the blood will rise. You'll start feeling that anger just rising up your spine right to your brain because you've already spent 79 hours developing this whole freaking plot line. And here's what I want you to remember. It's no right now. It's no at the moment. Your players are not in the headspace to engage that game. And the last thing that you should be doing is, one, getting upset with them because 
you got to look at it in the way of, of an adult. I don't get mad at other people just because they don't want to do what I want to do. It's part of being adult is learning like, eh, not everyone wants to do what you want to do. It's, when you're kids, you get mad about that. But when you're an adult, like, by the way, if we have any like younger listeners, I'm not getting down on you. This podcast is for you. Like, this is why we do it. It's for you. We're leveling you up. We're you're leveling you. We're young. hoping that we're going to skip you ahead a couple of decades just so <laughs> you don't have to go through the crap that we did. Um, <laughs> the crap that I put my friends through. Yeah, I'm putting it out there. Again, but you were the only GM, and so, like, who were doesn't we to matter. complain? But uh, you know what? What, it, what What does matter is that I was I didn't have the experience I do today. I wasn't, I wasn't an adult. I was a kid. The other thing, too, is that kid. as you... It, it's so this is a tougher thing to do with the, the the session zero is a pitch if you're doing an online game with with random people um you're you can find people to pitch and eventually people will kind of you'll cauterize a group and you'll you'll end up with with a group well also with online gaming use appropriate tagging put something in your description you know when you when you put it out to looking for players that's what it's in in roll 20 there's a button that says look for players um, just make sure that your tags are clear, your description's clear, you put as much information as possible so you get the right player responses. Yeah, and then vet your players because you don't know who you're getting and just make sure that they're going to be, you know. And that's what's great for a session zero. Yep. You know, this like. Is, it's it, not not just for you. So you put you put it out there. You know the players are going to be interested in your session zero, okay? Or they're going to be interested in the game that you want to tell. We talk about the session zero and then you can weed out your players you're interviewing the players then at that point yeah like i am putting together this masterwork um but also at the same time if you're doing it with friends what you eventually learn is kind of what things and what themes they are into and that that's where it kind of comes into this other stuff that we we worked on in the past which was um you know in, in our past episodes which is you know the episodic gaming trying different things trying to weave in different situations to kind of ease your friend group or your um you know your your cohesive group into different themes so maybe in a future time you pitch your game that you just pitched and everyone turned down and they go you know that sounds interesting because we did x y a little bit it yeah in this game and that's 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 wonderfully true you know what it really is so um you know it's it's not now no forever it's no right now and and you you can accept that and then you might go well i don't have another game idea jared oh man what do we do now i don't have another game idea you discuss with your player you crowdsource to an to an extent you crowdsource you see what type of game they want to play and to players one call i do want to make a call out here is at some point you do want to give your GM the opportunity to try out some of their stuff. Yes. You do. It, it's a give and take. It can't just all be about me, 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 GM, craft this masterpiece around me. Okay? We've so- sadly had a player at our table who's done that before. Yeah. And it's infuriating. It as is. A G- as a GM. Well, especially when that one player doesn't match the rest of the group. Yes. It's, it, it's, it's very frustrating as the GM then to then try and find something that works for you've got, you got four people in agreement and you've got one person who says no. And, and really, unfortunately we live in a land, unfortunately, 
I don't know what I'm saying, unfortunately. We live in a land of democracy, <laughs> majority rules. Because um, we can't sit around all night. Uh, we can, to an extent, with a session zero, but you might have a session zero, 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 zero. If you have that one person who can't agree to it, find out what their, their problems are with it and try and address those problems through the constraints that you're giving the game. Yes, that's a wonderful piece of advice. You know, what are your concerns? Um, well, I don't feel like there'll be enough action. Okay, I can make sure there's a little bit more action involved. And, uh, you know, if your other two players like, well, who doesn't like a little action every now and then? It's, it, it is so much... Uh, storytelling is such an art, and, 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 and the session zero is so critical because it's really creating the sketch to your art again a good session zero you're gonna one set your theme you're gonna make sure that you know what your players are all gonna kind of gonna kind of create you make sure that your players come up with a way to know each other okay because if you if they say we want to leave it in your hands to creatively come up with it no we're doing the session zero so we're doing you this to come up with it we're doing it together because i don't want to just have this be some random call to action okay it's better if you know each other um, and again, this goes back to the gathering episode, which is why we're talking about this today, is that you want to make sure your players um, are going to be cohesive out the gate, that they're all going to work with each other. Yeah, it's, it's, you know, I mean, you don't want, unless your two players are intent on telling a story for the rest of the group, because to give an example of why you need cohesion and, and what levels of, uh, incompatibility you should allow because you can't allow incompatibility it's totally okay but those two players that are going to be playing incompatible let's say for example you have two players that are like well I want to play a staunch I'm just going to use um, like a, a staunch feminist and I'm going to play somebody who is um, you know um, what's the term for male some, chauvinist male chauvinist and they're getting together to play it out, but the ultimate goal will be for them to become friends and overcome differences and show the male chauvinist, you know, where his wrong thinking was and that he'll become a better person. It's it's a story of growth. Awesome. Awesome. That is a level of incompatibility because you are t you have two players who are planning a story for the rest of your players and for you as the storyteller to watch and unfold that you actually don't have to do any work in. They're going to do all the work. Now, are those players going to do the work? That's a big thing. If, are they're they not, if they're not willing to put in the work to do that again, because that is a growth thing between those two players. Right. And so if they're not willing to, if they're looking at you to set up positions for them to grow, then no, then, then it's no. not going to work. Um, you know, I could use another example, a glasswalker, which is a tribe of werewolves who are very, very technologically inclined, and a red talon, who is a, a tribe of werewolves that are <laughs> anti-technology of any kind. Very, very attuned to nature. Very attuned to nature. If they want to tell a story about growth and each one coming more towards the middle, you know, maybe I can be a more in-tuned nature glasswalker. Maybe I can be a little bit more technologically sent okay red talon. Awesome. But they have to be able to put in the work. You have to make it clear to them that the expectation is on them, not on you. Okay, you guys want to do that? Are you guys going to be cool doing that? 
you're one your your characters will work together despite the differences yeah okay and then two you two as characters will play character growth role play out character growth throughout the game and find your way towards the middle and you know even as a a cautionary tale you can look and be like if one of you stomps off the job because they can't stand working with the other person i'm 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 not i'm not going to come and be like well i'm going to force this this character into the mix because let's be honest we we don't really do that as a society even military it's like they transfer people out of units they do it that you know they it's failure to adapt you know and they're suddenly you go from being infantry to manning a radar tower in alaska you know even though you or sorry, because you can't man a radar tower because that's not your MOS. You're guarding the radar tower in Alaska, which is even worse because you're on sentry post. Okay? That's what happens even in in our most, I guess, uh, critical, life-threatening situations. In our, in our, I mean, these men and women are out there actually getting shot at. And if your personalities don't match with the rest of your unit, they will manage you out. They will. Yep. They will totally do it. Don't think that vampires won't do the same exact freaking thing. Man, we're tired of dealing with this male chauvinist. He, all he does is get every female vampire upset in the in the in the uh, in the Elysium. I don't know. Do we give him two plane tickets to Boca and tell him to investigate something? Sounds like a plan. You know, <laughs> like toss him his tickets. They will find a way. And now, granted, vampires are a very lethal game where it's more like, do we plan to shank him in a dark room? It's, it's more, more like, like uh, you know, that scene in, uh, in Goodfellas when uh, the guy goes in to go become a made man. And <laughs> oh, shit. I get shot in the back of the head. I mean, like, that's vampire. But, I mean, like, even the, the most fluffy of organizations will manage people who don't work together or don't work well with the group. They will manage them out. They will manage that. There are charities out there that manage people out. Okay. <laughs> like I'm talking like St. Jude's has probably let somebody go. Um, by the way, support St. Jude's just saying awesome organization. So, um, but you know, when it, when it comes down to it, you won't, that's, that's another thing is making sure that all the characters mesh together and work well together. And that not only extends with personality, it also extends with skill sets. Yes. Oh, my goodness. This is probably one of the most important things. So, again, you've got constraints in your game. Um, that's one of the things you're going to set up there. But then also after you align constraints, let's say you say everyone must play a human, but if you like the traits of the half-orc, you can have the traits of the half-orc or the special You can features. be super strong human. Yeah, you can be super strong human. You can have all... I, I know that some of that stuff got addressed in the newest D&D book. Um, but the, the other thing that you then have to do is make sure that you have all of your roles filled. Okay, Make sure that the skill set... Comp, one, that they have a baseline set of skills that are necessary for the story. And yes. then... That, that is that is the most important piece, okay? The rest of it is kind of on the players to discuss how they want to allocate their skills. But if everyone needs to have good perception, 
you better damn tell everyone that they need good perception. Exactly. This isn't cloak and dagger. If you're planning <laughs> on doing a lot of wilderness survival sort of stuff, you know, you're trudging through the muck, you're exploring uninhabited worlds, for the love of God, don't don't be cruel to your players. Let them know, like, hey, you need at least one level of wilderness lore. You might so give you, it to them for free. Okay, I, I would. I, I mean, in our in our world of darkness games, we have a base set of skills that we give for free. We do. There, there are three dots it's, that we <coughs> give for free. We'll talk about them in the in the actual episode, but they are outside of character creation. You get these three things because I am not dealing with you not understanding these three things. Yeah, unless, and and I mean, a player can elect not to take them. They can look me yes. dead in the face and say, "Jared, I." I that, really want to play somebody choice. who didn't go to high school. Okay, no problem. Take away that academics. I want to play a person who is terrified of driving so they never learned it. Okay. Interesting. Why do you want to explore that? I don't know. I want to explore a character who can't drive, who has that limitation, who takes public transportation everywhere. And I'm going to make it a cool plot arc. Not a plot arc, but a cool thing where every time that we plan on going somewhere, I'm like, well... I know the bus route takes me to this, this, and this. And they're like, get in the car, dude. It, it also it also frees your players from having to uh, constrain themselves in character creation about being like, uh, I need to have, like, I, it, an example. I'll, I'll take it into a D&D example, okay? Because, Good, because um, I'm going to take it into a Star Wars example. Perfect. Okay, so in, in D&D... Uh, I actually heard this in another podcast. I don't remember where, but they talked about um, the perception role, which is a wisdom-based skill on the D&D 5e sheet, okay? And the problem is is that only a couple of classes prioritize wisdom. So most other classes have to make it a, like, tertiary or fourth stat from their stuff that they already prioritize. And it doesn't make any sense because it's like, like, why would I be a wise barbarian? <laughs> like, it does make sense. If you want to play, I mean, you can be a barbarian and wise. Look at Genghis Khan. That man was literally king uh, okay. of the barbarians. Okay, but, but it's like, <laughs> if you need to have a, a stat at a point, like, okay, give them a minimum stat. Like, this yes. is going to be the minimum stat. I like minimum stats. Yeah. I love them. Like, um, the one storyteller now that I, I worked under and that I, t- I tend to actually use as an example of, of poor storytelling a lot, he did that. And I thought it was brilliant. He only did it for, like, two games. And then he went back to, like, just roll and, and highest roll and blah, blah, blah. But, like, he did it for two games. I remember him, like, you have a base of 10, I think it was, which is, like, the average, I think, in D&D. Mm-hmm. And he was like, no matter what, you get 10. Because, you know, I'm not playing anybody who's, I don't know, he he didn't want anybody who's, uh, I, I guess, physically weaker. I, I'm not quite sure what he was going for that, but typically because dice are out of my control, you know, like, well, somewhere I've got to pick that I am just obliterably, obliterably, utterly horrible. I mean, I, I get it that if you're rolling stats, because there is like a stat spread, option that you can do but everyone wants to roll the stats because yeah because there's a possibility of going high yes but again it, it 
It's a gamble. You 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 can go. Somebody who works in the gaming industry. I do not endorse this at all. <laughs> you can go lower than the minimum stats, but in the one stat that you need to have in for that game, make sure that they're at the minimum stat. Yeah, make sure they're at the minimum stat because I am the guy who has rolled like I didn't I didn't roll above a ten on anything. <laughs> I was I had a character where I and you know unfortunately that storyteller did like he was like just just roll again just roll them all again like how could you roll that low and I'm like Arr! like I think it's like three d six don't you roll and I got like six seven six six two <laughs> like you can't even get two I'm like yeah I got it <laughs> I don't know how but I got it. Hey, what's your um, Star Wars example? My Star Wars example actually goes into the other thing about uh, skills, is make sure that you have cross-categorical skills, some skills that are usually reserved for a specialist, but everyone should have, like, a dot in. Maybe maybe just another player has, like, two or three dots in there, or, or two or three skill levels. Um, mainly because I have seen it time and time again, because everyone, you know, who listens to the podcast knows that I'm a big fan of, of, of sci-fi. Um is the pilot. I have run into more situations where it's like, well, the pilot couldn't make it to game tonight. I mean, like nobody else can pilot. Like quite literally we, it, it was, it was funny because one of our previous podcasts was over the, the player who's chronically doesn't show up for us. It was the God dang pilot. And we're in like a space born. It was a firefly ish. Like half the show is about the ship. And we didn't have the guy who could actually do it. So he was always on autopilot. But essentially, the, the storyteller lost half of his capability for stories because if it involves some sort of fancy flying, we didn't have it. So, you know, making sure that people have maybe a pilot. You know, just make sure there's somebody who can flip the switch and make sure the thing don't crash. He can land it and take it off and keep it flying. Okay, he's not doing barrel rolls. He's not, you know, flying in under, he's you know, Star Fox over here. He's not know. Star Fox. You know, he's <laughs> just he's he is the bus driver of pilots. I can I can stop it. I can start it and I can I can make it go. You don't want me running from the fleet of enemy ships. You don't. Okay. You don't want me navigating the asteroid field. Actually, you know, it's funny. I, I, I looked up the science of that. Like, asteroids are, like, miles and miles apart on average. Like, had you actually flown in, had Han actually had to fly into an asteroid field, it would actually be very, very simple because he's got a little ship and they're, like, miles between asteroids. Okay, listen. Okay, you want to you wanna break the immersion of how cool I'm, that I'm just was? saying. <laughs> I'm saying, like, if you were to have to, like, fly into Saturn's rings, you would have miles of space between I'm, asteroids. I'm going to suspend my disbelief and say that it would be impossible. Okay, fair enough, fair enough. Like, <laughs> But I, I, I think that, um, what are the uh, Star Destroyers? I think they're over, like, aren't they, like, a mile long? Maybe you're going so fast, though. You know how, how on the highway going 60 miles an hour you're going 60 feet a second i think um miles apart but in space you're going like yeah super duper fast my bullets though travel really fast but it's really easy to hit targets that are really far apart 
Jason. It's those ones where they got the hostage where you're like, I just clipped that girl in the neck. Ooh, she ain't living through that one. Because if public public announcement, if your friend who also likes to shoot firearms says that he always hits the mark and is fantastic and has never missed, he's lying to you. He is lying to you or he does not shoot. Because anyone who really shoots, trust me, you've clipped that broad in the neck more times than you care to admit. You're like, ooh, dang, because you're going for that headshot instead of the safe body shot. I don't know why you're doing that, but you are. It's the challenge. Words of wisdom from GM Jared. <laughs> what, haven't you ever, have you ever done the hostage um, paper? No. Never? No. Uh, usually, Do it, it's fun. Usually four targets or the uh, the body do it. It's fun. Because you will clip a bitch in the neck. <laughs> and you're going to be like, <laughs> she, sure ain't, you will. she ain't walking away from that one. With a pistol? Are you kidding me? You... <laughs> Just saying. You're going to be like, oh, she'll never dance again. Because <laughs> when, when you get that errant bullet that just yeah. hits them right in the leg and you're like, oh, shoot. <laughs> it adds some excitement. It adds some fun. I, I, I love the hostage target. I do. <laughs> because no. when you miss you get to laugh instead of just like criticizing yourself you laugh a little bit and you're just like oh um okay that's horrible to laugh at i'm a terrible human being um but back to session zero so make sure those cross categorical skills you know you might be like well we've got one tracker or one monk one barbarian one ranger one something else wizard and nobody can do anything else that anybody else can do. The minute that that player's gone or incapacitated, you're in for a rough time. It's it's the cross skills that are important. It is. So, like, again, in our investigation game, it would be a bad thing if one of the players did not have a minimum set of investigation. At, at least one. Yes. Okay. Because that is the type of game that we are doing. If you're doing a game where there's wilderness survival... Everybody should probably have one in the survival skill. And, and exactly. And, and, and as we always do, unless your player looks at you and says, I want to experience player growth. I want to grow a character. I want to make the hero's journey where they come from. How do I set up a tent? Like, oh my God, there are bugs out here. To I am Xeno Warrior Queen. This, this is also different than all of your characters having all cross-functional skills because you do want people who specialize in things for your spotlight moments yes you do okay. want you want some specialists but you want to make sure that your you, the group is still functional when the specialist is not there is it a, functional? A, a, a good example would be like you have a thief the thief is proficient in lock picking yes okay the game is not centered around lock picking or heists okay right but Having that thief allows you to give special moments for lock picking. You yes. don't want other characters to be going like, "Well, I could pick a lock too," and then they steal your thief's moment. Yep. Okay. Agreed. So it's, it's, it's just, but you still want to be able to. The barbarian can just kick that sucker in when the thief doesn't doesn't show up for the night. Sure, but you've got a character who's physically strong like that. Exactly. I'm just saying, make sure that all possibilities are covered. 
If they, you, you can't have the. Uh, there's many well, ways to execute the plan, Jerry. Th- there's the- a locked door. We're we're screwed. No, you got a barbarian. Make sure that you don't create the lock difficulty big enough where the barbarian can't kick that sucker in. Yeah, Genghis Khan. I'm. I, I agree with you there. I'm just saying that you don't want it to be like your barbarian's like, well, I could pick a lock. No, as well. no, 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 because that's just going to steal your thief's moment. Yes, that's all it's going to do, and 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 tick off your your thief character. By the way, it is so annoying. It's like you're like you're like this guy's good at everything. He's oh, <laughs> jack all trades is such a cheat. Yeah, I I reeled it in there. <laughs> um. Jack of all trades is is a uh, white wolf um, uh, merit that gives you essentially one dot in everything, and it's such a freak. Oh, I hate it! I hate it. It's it's definitely toned down in uh in D and D D and D. The uh the bard has jack of all trades. Okay, they, they get it, go. but they don't get it like in white. Wolf. Effectively, it gives them half proficiency in everything. See, and that and that's the thing. It, it's such a cheat because, like, I'm sorry. I would say I'm multi-talented and I can, I can shoot and I can write really well and, and I can, I can present and and do all the, I can cook, Mm -hmm. I can cook. Um, I can't computer program worth a damn. But if you're a jack of all trades and white, I've done some computer programming. Suddenly your guy can hack, he can do all like, it it, it is a bit of a, again, but that's why you set up. I spit. That's why. In the session zero, on that, on that you mirror. set up constraints and you say, "Can't take that, or can't take this feature. You can't do, you can't do that because those are things that are going to ruin the fun of the game for everyone." Yes, it 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 really does. And so you want to be on top of that during the session zero. Um, other things that you want to make sure is that, um, you know, I, I'm just kind of, I, I wanted to save this point towards the end. Um, uh, maturity levels. So I I have done a game with with uh, Aaron, Brian, and Ken, which uh, involved uh, some more mature themes. Um, you know, sexually related stuff. And, you know, because it was a murder investigation, there was evidence um, that had some explicit material. Um, the thing was is during a session zero, make sure that everyone's cool with themes. If you're going to have anything that's um, a little saucy, a little spicy, um, a little, well, I'm not cool with that. Um, You know, it's part of KYP, knowing your players and knowing their limits. Um, But if you know there's the potential, you might want to discuss the potential. Like, guys, how are we with 18 plus? And there's nice ways to put it. 18 plus sort of stuff. Now, for some gamers, that'll be like, oh, my God, yes. Again, no. <laughs> not saying you're, a porno, man. You're, fi- you're finding lines, and you're knowing where to draw them. Like, you might say, like, hey, this is going to be really explicit. Again, it, this is – this is. We, we've, we've talked about this in multiple different things. But, again, typically what you're doing is you're, 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 you're gaming with a group of friends or people that you know. Your goal is to not overstep lines and boundaries yes. with people. Um, you know, for example, in, in you know, uh, one one investigation that I was planning on running, uh, I asked Aaron if it would be cool because it was going to center around uh, a Hasidic uh, Jewish community. So I asked Aaron, is, is are you okay with that? It's just a 
just a quick, he could, he could have been like, nah, not cool. He could have been, but he, he said, yeah, I'm fine. <laughs> you know, so. But again, you're, you're checking with your players so you don't overstep things. We all know as players what themes and things, typically if you play with the same people, you know what themes don't tend to work for that group. Right. Um, you know what subjects to avoid for the group. Yes. So, I mean, like those are things that, that you should, you should always discuss them in the session zero, especially if you want to explore a theme as a GM. Yes, that's, because, that's, there you go. You yes. hit my point. Because if that. you want to explore a theme as a GM, maybe a player might be willing to be like, okay, listen, I'm okay as long as we don't go like super graphic on the, the description. Like, yeah, because d- don't forget, you, your players might be cool with um, uh, wanton violence, right? Let's say that you've got a group. That is cool with killing goblins by by the bucket. Are they cool with a goblin looking back up at them and being like, my family, you know, or my daughter, and a single tear rolling down his eyes as he chokes on his own blood? Are they going to be okay with that? There's some players out there and be like, "Uh, Jared, I'm in this for the fun, not to feel bad about what I just murked. I mean, like there are games out there yeah. where I, I, I don't want them choking up blood and, 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 and like reading me their or asking for their last rites or crying for their mother. They're bad guys. They die silently or they die with some sort of vengeance, like with their fist up in the air, like, damn you, you good person. You ruined my life of hurting others. And again, there's, there's no perfect way to cover all this, but if you ever do do a game and so you cross a line, Make sure that you've got an open line of communication with your players. Yes. Have your players say, hey, listen, that did cross a line for me. Could you not do that again? Could you not do that? It, it's not cool. Make sure that you've got that open line of communication. You know, because the, the session zero is about creating together. And, and, and that that's something that I want to focus on. A lot of GMs who are used to being like, make characters. I've got a game idea. This is going to make your, your chest tight. The session zero is going to be like, oh, man players are going to have a voice in my story oh shoot let your chest loosen and 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 incorporate some of these ideas let them start flowing in hey guys i want to explore more of a wilderness theme hey guys i want to do more of an urban theme hey guys i want to do sci-fi hey guys i want to do horror you know hey guys i want to do episodic rather than chronicle based you know, it, it's just, it, it's, it's, it's preparing your players for the future. So they're not stuck there going, what the hell are we doing? You know, I mean, <laughs> I can remember one game that I ran. Uh, it was for my brother and his friend Dave. Um, and, and, and they were playing Jedi and they were, they were ripping money off the dead every two seconds. Like, like they were rogues. Right, if it fell to the ground, they nabbed it, and I mean, like Dave came up with a spectacular line of, "Well, we're not the March of Dimes," <laughs> um, but that wasn't a theme that I wanted explored. <laughs> you know, I, I should have told them, guys, I, I was looking for more the monistic Jedi in this theme, not the not the other guys. Like they they were playing the Jedi that like the other Jedi don't talk about, like. <laughs> He'll never be a master. <laughs> Why not? Well, you know, like, you know how some people are like, hey, these are not the droids you're looking for. Those two Jedi are like, hey, that is not your wallet. 
in point of fact, they're about a hair's breadth away from getting kicked off of the force. Get it? Because they're like police officers, but it's, <laughs> it's the force of the well Jedi. Well um, you know, so it gives to the players an opportunity of like, hey, guys, I'm going for more serious. And had I done a session zero with them, they would have been able to fire back like, Jared, we're not into serious. We're going to be the March of Dimes Jedi. And then my expectations don't get ruined. Because my expectations were totally ruined. I was like, I planned this beautiful, really Star Wars game. Like, very classic Jedi versus Sith. And, and you know, all the good stuff about Star Wars. And, and they, they played it off like, you know... You are literally looting everything, including their pants. Like they were like the, they were the klepto Jedi and like, I, I planned this, this story for Obi-Wan, you know, you are my brother, Luke, like epic, epic points and stuff like that. And they, they were more like, he's dead. What's he got on him? High five. High five. We killed that SOB. What's he got on him? Ryan rifle through his pockets. He got any lint. I take that lint. <laughs> It's Sith lint. I'll examine it later. Like I, I literally got the mod squad of Jedi. It was terrible. It's Sith lint. It's Sith lint. Um, it, it was awful, and and it's because I didn't have a session zero. It's because I didn't set expectations. Um, and when you bring that session zero and that 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 level of creativity, that when you welcome your players in, everyone's setting expectations for each other in the game. Now, I want to say one final piece. You go, Jared, I did a session zero. My players didn't want what I wanted. They wanted a whole different game. I have to go back to session one and like start reconfiguring. There's nothing wrong with saying, hey, guys, we're not going to game next week. We're going to game the week after because I need a weekend to actually figure out the opening. Like, because I came to you with A and you shot down A, but don't make them feel bad about it. Don't. Do not like don't don't, don't say don't it like guilt that. them like <laughs> I came with this beautiful thing and you guys you know stepped on my dreams. Just say hey, this is great. Um, oh guys, I'm so excited about this I'm game. Really excited. Um, you know, if you didn't make characters that night, make characters. Get them to me by this day because I am putting together the opening. The opening. And there you go. And 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 trust me, you set this foundation for your game. I hope there are, you know, non-experienced gamers listening to this. If you set your foundations like this, you are going to see such a dramatic uh, increase of performance in your games. I, I can't uh, really express it. Well, that's beautifully said. Do you have anything else you want to add to this one, Jared? No, I'm pretty satisfied. Pretty I'm, I'm no longer as grumpy. I, I can tell you're no longer as grumpy. I was hoping this would remedy your grumpiness. It, it did. It did. So I'm glad it did. Uh, if 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 you liked what you heard, and if you were grumpy at the start of this podcast, and now you're not, <laughs> uh, you know you can let us know at levelupyourgamingpodcast at gmail dot com or uh, follow us on facebook dot com slash levelupyourgaming. Uh, we do reply to the emails. We'll reply to anybody if you disagree with the point we have. If you want to bring out uh, additional points, or you want to muse on a point, we're happy to hear about them because we want to hear other opinions to what yes. we've got. Um, and so, uh, and uh, we're also on YouTube, so. Smash that like button. Smash it. Smash it so hard. Uh, also, share this with a friend. Uh, review the podcast if you have an opportunity on Apple Podcasts, or I think Podchaser also has uh, review features. Um, but that just helps us be more searchable, and we can get the podcast out there. 
Um, and again, share it with your players. This might be something that you know your players have been thinking about doing in a game. They wanna they wanna learn how to run a session zero or what's important about a session zero. This this can help them out too. Yeah. And the entire podcast hopefully can help them out. Absolutely. All right. Well, anyways, that's gonna wrap it up for us this week. For Jared, I'm Aaron. Have a great week, everyone. Have a great week, everyone.